up, East High? Hello, our friends from Eastern High School. Just East High I, I guy. I, I, I try to do a bit. I'm not, I don't know how to do bits. Okay, we're the amateur nerds. I'm Condra. I'm Tyler. We're talking about High School Musical one minute at a time. Minute 26 today. Indeed it is. XXVI in Roman numerals. Wow. So, this minute starts out with, oh, we're talking about High School Musical one minute at a time. I don't yeah, know I if we said, said that. that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're Wildcat Minute. That was the thing Wild I forgot. Wildcats everywhere. Throw your hands up in the air. So, this minute starts out with Chad continuing his conversation with Troy in that the team is, the whole team is planning on getting together during free period, and he's asking for advice, and then it ends with Coach Bolton or Jack looking around a corner. Mike Bolton? No, Jack Bolton. <laughs> so, yeah, we've get, we get this conversation between Chad and Troy that's kind of weird because if Chad is assuming Troy is going to be at practice, why is he asking him in advance what drill they should be running? Yeah, well, maybe maybe Chad likes to be in the know because he's like he's like kind of like second in command. He's like co-captain. Yeah. He's his lieutenant. Yes. So, like... Chad wants to be in the know so that... If someone else asks him or if Troy runs late or whatever, he can yeah. start. And just so, like, in general that he knows about the kind of leadership things and, like, is ready to is ready to lead. Take command if, yeah. if Troy gets shot on a field. Yeah, just in case, you know? <laughs> Always got to be prepared. But you're right, it is weird. It's like... <laughs> No, just ask him later when... <laughs> when you're at practice. Also, like, Chad is very confused when Troy's like, eh, I don't think I'm going to be there today. It, it would have made more sense if he was just like, hey, later at practice, what kind of drills do you think we're going to do? But free period, as we've seen before during Get Your Head in the Game, is a drill that... Or is a time where the boys are running their own practice. Yeah. There is no coach. Yeah, but... You, what, as you said, he's specifically asking it as if Troy's not going to be there, even though we assume Troy is, like, we would think that he would assume that Troy is going to be there. So why didn't he just ask it in a way that assumed Troy was going to be there, but he was just curious for himself? Yeah, or, hey, did Coach say anything? Like, maybe he's, maybe it helps that Troy is the coach's son because he's okay. like, hey, what did Coach say for us to do today? Yeah, that would work. Um and then Troy, though, he's like, well, actually, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'm behind on homework. And he he doesn't do a little tug on his shirt sleeve like I did, but the audience couldn't see. Shirt collar. Shirt, shirt collar. Yeah, you know. But he is kind of like lying through his teeth a bit. Um, and Chad even picks up on it. He's like, behind on homework? It's only the second day. I'm not even behind on homework, and I've been behind homework since preschool. Whoa, that's a long time, Chad. Chad. A little bit of hyperbole, I think. Uh, probably. But it also makes sense that he's, like... He's carrying around a basketball. Yeah, he, he's literally <laughs> the guy that carries around a basketball everywhere. Oh, I forgot to say this in the last... The very end of the last minute, but when Troy is at... Or when Troy and, Troy and Chad start their conversation, Troy's at his locker putting stuff into his locker, and he shuts his locker without having anything. So he's just walking around with nothing. So, like, is he going to class empty-handed? Why don't these people have backpacks? <laughs> That's okay. He does have a big E on the inside of his locker for East High. Not Eastern. And so, yeah, they're talking about... Practice. Practice and homework. And I'm not even behind on homework. homework. 
and Chad is not buying it, but Troy's like, I'll see you later. Yeah. Well, he says, he says, ha ha, that's hilarious in a kind of like obvious lie. And he puts his arm like in front of Chad in a funny way. Yeah. There, oh, the- oh, I remember. Okay. Sorry. I, there was something like on the tip of my brain. Uh, Chad's always carrying around a basketball. It reminds me of the character in Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Yeah, oh, the one um, that's always spinning. He always has a basketball spinning. And I, that's a funnier character thing than Chad always carrying around a basketball. But Ned's is like a satire mm-hmm. of like middle school and I guess kind of like Early high school. Early high trope. school, yeah. Yeah. And so like the, uh, the joke of the guy who is always carrying around a basketball also has the basketball always spinning, spinning out his finger is hilarious. But Chad's just kind of the normal version of that. Yeah. Well, the thing about the guy from Ned's Declassified, too, he also has school supplies, though. And, like, he will write, you'll see him writing things down while wow. spinning. <laughs> yeah. And Chad just doesn't have anything. So Chad's the concerning version. I can't yeah. remember his name. I don't remember either. But um, he was the dreamy one that people wanted to date, too. He was, like, the Ethan character from Lizzie McGuire, but he was also a basketball boy. Well, no, because in, in Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, there was a really popular boy who always had a crowd of, like, girls and people around him. That's true, yeah. That was, like, the most popular guy. The basketball guy, he was, like, kind of popular, but also, but, like, there's, like, an episode where, like, Moe's has, like, a little crush on him, yeah. and she wants to do, like, a group project with him, but he he turns out to be, like not contributing and or dumb in such a way that he's not actually a good group partner. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, there, I mean, there's the stereotype throughout the show that he has trouble in classes and, like, doesn't learn as quickly as others and needs more help. Yeah. But he still has... But he's a little conceited and more, like, yeah. self-interested. Yeah. I, like, the nice thing about Ned's Declassified is it's, like, a more well-rounded show. Like, even a character like like this guy, whose name we can't remember... Even as, like, flawed as he is, like, there are times when he does pop in throughout the show where he's more nuanced and... Yeah, he is. Uh, he has some good chats with Ned about, like, not being so interested in girls and, like, being happy with yourself. Like, he has some yeah. nice moments. And that's what's nice about that. Like, that show is kind of like a counterpoint to High School Musical, which is, in, at this point of the movie, kind of more interested in, like, everyone stay in your lane, obviously, the sort of stick to the status quo thing. Um, High School Musical is intentionally engaging with the stereotypes and... Like, and obviously has a good message at the end, but show like Ned's Declassified is satirizing stereotypes and kind of doing, like, going over the top for comedic effect. Seth Powers. Seth Powers? Yeah, played okay. by Alex Black. Took okay. me a minute to find him. Yeah, he's got, like, like blonde, blonde hair. Blonde hair, yeah. yeah. He's only in 32 episodes out of... 55. So, I yeah, mean, it's I not mean, bad. It's a, it's a recurring role. Yeah, it's, it's not bad for yeah. considering, like, how small of a character he is, but yeah. he does have some good moments. He's a memorable character, yeah. too. Um, that show's so good. Yeah. Don't you know someone that, like, parent work? My, no, my, f- I have a good friend whose cousin is Ned. Oh, that's, what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, That's amazing. And I love that. Let's get back to high school musical. Um... So we get Chad the detective. So Troy goes yes, off yeah, and he like says, a I'll shot. Catch you later, and, and Chad's like homework. That's impossible. Like does not, but be- like he says it out loud. He does not believe Troy, and this is like one of the first moments of like this breaking relationship. Like 
Yeah. Something's not right. They don't trust each yeah. other. So Troy's walking down the hallway and he like pops into a room and says hi to this guy. Chad follows him and is looking in through the door. You even see as Troy's coming, Troy's coming towards the camera. We get yeah. this cool kind of like towards the camera shot. And you can see Chad in the background and they're both kind of sneaking along. Troy is trying to escape Chad. Yeah, for some reason he knows that Chad is following him and is intentionally trying to dodge him. Yeah. I would get, I, like, I would understand in general, like, him being sneaky. Like, later in the minute, he's just being generally sneaky. But right away, he knows that he has to... Escape Chad. Escape Chad, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. And he comes down the hall, goes into a classroom. Chad's standing at the door watching Troy talk to these guys who... Chad's like, who are they talking Like, who is he talking More to? More like, what's he doing? I think he knows who he's talking to, but he's like, why, like... Why sort of those thing, like, people? Why, why go into this random room to say hi to these people? Like, they're probably, like, not that good of friends or something. And then another random guy from the hallway comes up <laughs> and, uh, like, gr- t- like, grabs Chad's hand to, like, he, like, start doing, like, a he, handshake like, gr- thing. He, like, puts his arm on his shoulder, grabs his hand. There's, like, double moment of touch. And Chad is not looking to you. I, like... And then he, like, turns and he's like, oh, yeah, like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, but you said something funny but about this character. If you pay attention closely, you can hear in the background someone say, like, hey, what's up? And then, like, see you later, like, when they're walking away. And it's it's my understanding, like, it I appears as infer. if it, that it's the character who comes up to, Ch- to Chad as just a little bit of ADR to be like, okay, like, he says, hey, what's up? And then he says, see you later. But we never actually see the character's mouth move. Or anything. And we are hearing other people, the people that Troy is with, talking like, hey, how's it going? Like, what yeah. are you doing? That kind of stuff. In general, there's chatter going on, but there, it's more of like... Indistinct chatter. Yeah. But actually defined yeah. words. It's not like a montage, like uh, like how you like think of a montage, but it's, it's a montage in the sense of like... We're going to show, like, a bunch of connected shots, and there's not really going to be, like... It's going to be mostly visual language going on. Mm -hmm. With some music that I think helps sets the mood. So there's this, like, fun... Like, it's not quite the funky... It's not the funky with when Ryan was spying on Troy earlier. But it's definitely got, like, a detective vibe to it. It's kind of like a what's going on kind of vibe. And... While the guy grabs Chad and they're, like, saying hello to each other, Troy takes the moment to walk towards the back of the classroom and presumably leave out of a back door? Yeah. Some classrooms, like, if they're big, have, like, the doors double on door, either side. Yeah, yeah, for fire, for, like, escaping purposes. And walks. So, and then Chad, like, looks back in and Troy's gone. Yeah, and then Troy magically appears behind, behind Chad. Chad. And Chad doesn't, like, see him in his peripheral, which yeah. is kind of funny. And Chad like, turns enough that Troy is able to go. Yeah. But he does this funny, like, hands in his pockets Well, yeah, thing. he pauses right behind Chad, which doesn't make sense. He, like, takes a moment to be like, hey, I did a good job. And then he, like, puts his hand in his pockets, does a little stroll. But then Chad seems to find him again? Because yeah. he's going down some stairs. Like, that part, I was like, okay, he evaded him, great. But then it's like, no, he didn't, because Chad, Chad is still Chad following. Chad looks down the stairs, and it seems like... He doesn't see Troy, but he might have, like, thought he went that way. So he's like, wait, where'd he go? But we're meant to assume that he lost him because he gets kind of into this, like, basement-ish Outdoor? It's like an outdoor back, like, a loading dock kind of space. Yeah, there's, like, a little sign that says kitchen, and then there's this kind of door that, like, a teacher comes out. And then Coach Bolton comes out of. 
Yeah. It, well, when the first teacher comes out, Troy kind of like does like a lean up against the wall. With and his like, leg. Just like kind of just, oh, just a natural pose. Yeah. Like, like he could funny. be whistling too. Yeah. Like he could be doing that whistling to like blend yeah. in, quote unquote. Yeah. It, no, it is good, a pretty... Good physical acting on yeah. Zac Efron's part. Oh, definitely. He, like, all of his turning around, looking back, checking over his shoulder, he's doing a very good job communicating what he's thinking without saying anything. Yeah, yeah. and just in general, like, I mean, we keep coming back to it, but, like, physically, like, in terms of physical comedy, I think Zac Efron is good at it. Like, oh, yeah. he knows how, like, his expressions are always good and his body language is always really good. Yeah, and then... It gets a little dicey. Troy starts walking past his door and around another corner where it seems to be there's this column or something yeah, like a and then his out. dad comes out. Whoa! We don't necessarily know if Troy knows it his it's his dad, but he, but he like hears a door and he knows he has to like duck behind the corner. But it's more intense because it is his dad, yeah. and his dad starts walking towards where he thought he saw someone walk by, and maybe it looked like his son. Yeah. Because, like, you presumably, like, recognize your son from the back. Several questions, because we do see this sign that says kitchen, so is Jack Bolton. Whoa! Um, is Mike, um... No. Is Mike, come, like, did he sneak into the kitchen to, like, grab a sandwich? Are we... <laughs> also, maybe- just still the question of, like, what is... Mr. Bolton's job. Like, he seems to be carrying a clipboard or something. He, I have a feeling he works, like, for the the physical education department in some yeah. way. Whether he's a, co- whether he's more than a coach. Yeah. If he's, like, a instructor. Or he or, just does, like, office stuff. Like, there's, like, sometimes there's people who, like, have to schedule the sports games and, like, hire referees and, like. Yeah. Kind of direct that sort of thing. Yeah. Really make sure that the... Like a, athletic, an athletic director yeah. or something. He could he could be that. Or the assistant athletic director. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that opens up a possibility. But in general, this kind is kind of a... I mean, it's kind of nice because it's a one-note scene, in the, but it's kind of a new type of scene that we haven't really gotten yet. Yeah. With Troy kind of sneaking around. He's... He's also in his blue again, but also Chad is wearing green and Mr. Bolton, no one, the red that we had been seeing is not there. So Troy in his blue more just like melds into the background in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Because the the first day of school, like red wearing your school colors, kind of like we said with Sharpay wearing her like best outfit, like first day back, you want to like, you know, like wear something cool and then second day back, then it's like, okay, who cares? And it's not like a weakness in the color theory kind of thing that we've been talking about because like yeah. not every single scene can perfect like perfectly adheres with. And Troy and Gabriella are still wearing blue, but no one else or like Sharpay had a blue on, but she was covering that blue. Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't remember what Gabriella was wearing. But... She's wearing like a light teal, very similar color to what she was wearing yesterday. Okay, but yeah, I do like in general. I kind of I like this minute more of like Troy sneaking around than last minute, which was more set up. Like this feels like. Ooh, like something's happening now, which the last couple minutes haven't really felt like. Yeah, we're starting to get into, uh, as we were talking about last minute, we're starting to get into that second act. What's going to happen? Build up the excitement and action. Yeah, but um, unless you have anything else, we can talk about our decom of the week. Nope, that's all I got. Okay, so much like you last week had a kind of friend request, fan request. I have a fan request, friend request from uh, my friends to talk about the 2010 Disney Channel original movie Starstruck, directed by Michael Grossman, starring Sterling Knight and Danielle Campbell. Would um, I know either of them from anything else? 
Sterling Knight um, is Chad from Sunny with a Chance. Uh, he plays the son in 17 again, which is a Zac Efron connection. Okay. So I can kind of picture his I, face. Yeah, I can kind of picture him. That helps. Um, and Danielle Campbell was a, she had a main role in the CW show, The Originals, which was a spinoff of Vampire Diaries. But I don't think she's been in anything big. Okay. Um, other than that, so. So Starstruck. Both of them are pretty famous for this role, so. Yeah. All right, so 2010, Starstruck. Condra's going to guess what the movie's about, and then I'm going to explain what, the, what it's actually about. Yeah. Um, so this is... You know what? I'm going to just go for it. It's a Hannah Montana spinoff. It not spinoff in the direct... Like a spinoff no. or like a just a, a, a spin? A spin on the Hannah Montana concept. Okay. Which is your normal girl is famous secretly and has a friend that is in love with her alter ego. Oh, uh-oh. But also is supportive and eventually finds out and is just, like, supportive of her as a friend. Female character, let's call her Amber. I don't know what her name is, so. Uh, yeah, it's not Amber, but, you know, just do your thing. Okay. <laughs> is, like, I don't, I guess, no, I guess this character, I don't know if they're a singer, though, so maybe not. Maybe it's not a musical kind of thing. I don't know. I, um, I can't tell you. I know. I'm trying to think. Um, you know what? Let's not go Hannah Montana. Let's, okay. Or, I mean, it's 2010. It's right around the... It's like peak Hannah Montana, though. So that's why I'm like, uh, I don't no know. tail end. Like, Hannah Montana was, was when, kind of over. the movie came out right around then, I feel like. Um, so, okay. I'm going to just go with this because I have no idea. Uh, Star Tru- Starstruck is not a great... In, in the same way I gave you a very hard title last week, I'm... <laughs> I'm getting a hard title this week. So well, you kind of know that one person is, is probably famous. a celebrity. Yeah, one person is famous, and then the other one is like, oh, they get into some sort of wacky shenanigan in which... For the record, the Hannah Montana movie is 2009, so you're not far off, but... Okay. Wow, what is time? All right, so, yeah, let's go. Girl is famous. She's a singer, but we don't actually see her sing. It's one of those, like, oh, we just hear about her being famous and whatever. Maybe she does sing, like, a song, but it's not, like, it's not the important part of it, but she's just, like, famous, and she wants to live a normal life. So she's like, I'm gonna step away from the spotlight for a while and go to normal high school. Whatever. And she starts going to this high school, and there's this one, like, kid that is like, oh my god, it's her! I love her, like, she's my favorite celebrity, whatever, and tries to befriend her, but is, comes off as a little Wait, creepy. Wait, is he the only one who recognizes her? Um, no, I think other people probably do, like, a little bit, but, like, he's the one that's, like, it's her, has an obsession, it's a little concerning kind of thing. <laughs> other people are like, eh, whatever, she's, like, she, like, publicly announced she was stepping down for a little bit, and so people, like, respect a little bit. Wait, so is it like Hannah Montana in like in which like she doesn't live a double life? She doesn't literally live a double life, but is like she's does she tra- have like a character that she plays? No, that, she that is, is famous. Pop- okay. No, but she but she kind of said I'm not gonna I'm gonna stop making music and just go to normal high school. Yeah. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but like this paparazzi guy doesn't believe that and like wants the dirt on her like stepping down and like. How can she do this? This is not okay. And, like, tries to invade the high school and stuff. And she has to use this guy who's obsessed with her, who's maybe, like, some nerdy type. He's, like, 
a tech whiz, whatever. I'm trying to think of what the guy looked like, and he kind of played that kind of character. He was, like, not a super popular kid. He was very small and in me- 17 again. And 17 again. And so maybe he's, like, a bit more of a nerdy type, and he's like, oh, I can help you. And he just happens to be at the right place in the right, the right time. time. He's like, like oh, this guy her. that I thought was a little weird actually has my best interests at heart, maybe. Yeah. And they end up becoming like good friends. And she ends up deciding she is going to go back in the spotlight. But like she has these new friends now and like they all have a party at the Did, end. Well, so she goes back into the spotlight what, after having learned that she can't really like her escaping it isn't super possible because there are these like. Not so great people, but she's found that she can establish some sort of balanced lifestyle. It doesn't have to be all one or all the other. Maybe she's found some sort of compromise. Or I'm just gonna, I like, I'm just gonna. Yeah, go ahead. Help, I, help I know. out here. Not not leading you in the right direction, but kind of what I think thematically your pitch would be. It's like she wants to get out of the spotlight because she wants to, like, you know. She's tired. Yeah, she's tired of it, and she like shows. So she like makes some friends. And then, like, well, because it felt empty. The, like, the spotlight felt empty. So now, with having made friends and realized, like, the true purpose of of things, mm-hmm. she goes into the spotlight again. But now she's ready because she has people people behind Supporting. her on her side. Yeah. yeah. So it's less, like, it's a compromise in that way. But, you know, it's yeah. like, okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, you're close. Um, like, ob- like, obviously, like, big picture plot-wise, you're off. Okay. But, like, you actually hit some of the themes and kind of ideas. Nice. Um, so, Starstruck, 2010. Sterling Knight is playing the pop star. Christopher Wilde, he's, like, a male pop star. Oh. And he actually did first appear in a Hannah Montana episode. <laughs> not not as Christopher Wilde, but just, like, that was his first kind of Disney role. Okay. Um, and then Danielle Campbell is kind of just, like, a regular girl from Kalamazoo. Um, Literally Kalamazoo? Yeah, Kalamazoo, oh, Michigan. Nice. Is, is that like a generic phrase? Well, yeah, you're like from Kalamazoo. Like, it's like a song lyric, I feel like, to something. Like, <laughs> it's a generic, like, middle of nowhere, kind of like wherever. Okay, and so basically the plot of the movie is the main character, um, played by Danielle Campbell, whose name is Jessica, is going to Hollywood with her sister, Sarah. Her sister is a huge fan of... Christopher Wilde. Ah. She's just kind of a normal person. So her sister tries to go to like a nightclub where she hears that the pop star is going to be. And she tries to like make her sister, sit, uh, Jessica, sit out in the car and wait or something. She's Jessica, not old enough to Jessica get in. Jessica gets fed up. I don't know. Like it is like an older sister, but they seem like they're both kind of like late high school age, like appropriate teenager age to be kind of out and about. Um, so, But Jessica gets sick of staying in the car. So she like tries to go into the club but then she like gets bumped by like christopher wilde who's like leaving the door and like the door slams into her or something and <gasps> like, like like confessions of a teenage drama queen <laughs> maybe yeah i mean i think this is kind of like hitting all the notes of like lizzie mcguire movie yeah teenage drama queen like it's hitting all like the very similar notes so she gets bumped into him so he takes her to the er i think and so they're like they have like this little connection and then he drives her home, but then, like, oh, no, the paparazzi's there, so he has to hide in the garage. I don't think Sarah ever learns that the, her favorite pop star was hiding in their, their garage. In, in the garage. They're staying with their grandmother or something. Okay, I was like, did he drive her all the way back to Kalamazoo? No. Um, they're staying with their grandmother in Hollywood. Um, and then the next day, Sarah 
they go to Malibu to like go to the beach because they hear that he might be there. And Jessica like recognizes he's wearing a disguise and she recognizes him and goes like and sits with him. And then, oh no, the paparazzi are coming. Time to escape again. And they like go have a day like walking around Los Angeles, like romancing and like, you know, doing random stuff. And then they they get into a discussion or argument. I'm not sure how the movie frames it, but there's this kind of idea. The theme of the movie is like, being the superstar is that like there's a fake version of him and like the real version of him and Jessica likes him likes the real version of him and he likes that he can be real around her um so it's kind of this idea that you were you were talking about in the uh in your pitch and then things all come to a head she has to go back uh and then it turns out like the paparazzi get a picture of them either like kissing or together or something scandalous um she goes back to Kalamazoo and he has to lie to the paparazzi but like, I don't know that girl because he's not supposed to get into any drama because he's trying to get cast in a movie and he wants to show that he can be like a serious, a serious person who's not like in the tabloids. Mm-hmm. So he lies to the paparazzi so they won't run a story. But this hurts her feelings because she thought that they were actually close. So that when the paparazzi show up at her house and are like, hey, did you know this? Did you know Christopher Wilde? She's like, yeah, you guys are all treating him like trash and you're ruining his life. And, like, he's a great guy if you would only get to know him. Um, but obviously their stories conflict because he said, he said that he, he didn't know her. And so the climax kind of happens. Um, Sarah takes Jessica to, like, the school dance. And Christopher Wilde, like, shows up at the school dance and, like, sings oh a song gosh. to her probably. This is so confessions of a uh, drama queen. And um, so, yeah, it kind of all comes to a head yeah. in Kalamazoo. And then they, like, oh, uh he breaks up with his, like, fake girlfriend Mm -hmm. that he had, like, Hollywood fake girlfriend, Mm -hmm. and they start going out or whatever, and, like, he tells the paparazzi that, yeah, I did know her, and he, like, turns down the movie role that required him to be fake so that he can be real and do what he wants to do. Nice. Yeah. It sounds like a cute movie. Yeah, I mean, it does seem kind of formulaic of the kind of, like, regular girl falls in love with a pop star type thing. Similar to, you know, Lizzie McGuire movie or... Hannah Montana, but in reverse. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. But, I like, as, like, wish fulfillment for, like, kids who are watching this sort of decom, it makes sense why it's popular. It makes sense why my friends like it. Also, it's, like, because it's kind of, like, pop star central, it has lots of, like, songs in the soundtrack. Oh, cool. Um, most of the songs are actually sung by Drew Ryan Scott, which is a name that sounded familiar, but I sounds so familiar. Um, but I like I even looked up like what band he was in or something, and it seems like I think it's because it sounds like the Drew Seely, Drew Seely, which is why we're confused. But at, yeah, because Sterling Knight only sings one of the songs. It's like the titular Star Starstruck song, which is apparently because he signed on to be in the movie so late that they had already done most of the sound. Same exact songs. what happened in High School Musical. Then. Um, and so most of the songs are sung by this other guy. And then there's one Mitchell Musso song in the soundtrack. Yo! <laughs> but it seems like the music is what was popular in this. The soundtrack, you know, did well even in, like, the U.S. album charts and was, like, the number one U.S. kids kids album. And so this sort of thing where, like, the music helps make the movie more popular. So he's in a band called After Romeo, which seems very just the girl. I'm trying to think of Click Five. Okay, or, yeah, or like We the Kings or something like that. He's he's just got like that a, kind of just vibe a low rent him. boy band that like pops up in like you know uh, a B movie or that's Rooney like, or something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. 
Low rent boy band is kind of a fun genre, isn't I, it? Yeah, I have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> that, that. That is a the genre that I do dabble into. It's like it could like they like they like because they all have their their looks and they're like they like the right like tone and like they can vibe. sometimes have some good songs. But it's like but only so many boy bands get to be like the boy band. Yeah, not everyone can be One Direction. But yeah, that was Starstruck. I haven't actually watched it, but if it's so good, then yeah. I was thinking I might try to watch it before doing the decom of the week, just to do it justice, but... I kind of want to watch it. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's on Disney+. Plus. It is. Yeah, okay, it is on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. So yeah, that was Starstruck in Minute 26 of High School Musical. Yeah, HSM is the recommended... Like the yeah. number one recommended after. Yeah, that. I mean it's like the sort of like uh, Disney Channel original movie that has a soundtrack and like yeah pop appeal. Like yeah. it's just like pop music and stuff. So yeah, sounds fun. Thank you, listener, who recommended that. Yes. Or listeners. Yeah. Um, Condra, just we'll we'll sign off. Where can people find us? They can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. Send us an email at amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Tell a friend, tell tell someone to listen. Tell your dog. Tell your dog. Get your dog a phone. Listen and, with your dog. And use Apple Podcast or Overcast or whatever. Or Google Play. All of them. Just Spotify. actually all of them. Offer all of your your dog's phone, get all of the podcast apps and download on all of them. <laughs> yes. Uh, special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our music was composed by Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I've been Condra. I've been Tyler Boudreau, and we'll be here for more high school musical action, mystery, intrigue, Ooh. auditions, maybe, will be next week. And I don't know if you can bet on that, but we'll be back. And that you can bet on. <laughs>